Hey guys, welcome to the Inside View Real Estate Podcast. Today we're gonna to be talking about how to finance your first investment property. Very, very important thing. You're gonna to wanna to listen to this. We'll see you on the inside. Hey everyone, I'm Josh Azuniga, co-founder of the Inside View Real Estate Podcast, where we give you bite-sized pieces of information and give you an inside look on all the major topics, whether you're an investor, buyer, seller, or flipper. Stay tuned. Josh Zuniga, today we're going to be talking about how to finance that first investment property. Probably one of the most critical points in somebody's real estate investing career. Totally agree. If I can say that. Totally agree. Finding that first property and then actually getting the financing for that. Yeah. What would you do? Well, you got got to start with step one, right? You got to talk to a lender. You got to fill out the application. You got to see exactly where your score is at. Yes, before that. Yeah, the score. Credit. Credit score? You got to get your credit score right, right? Yeah. So if you guys do not have a... Premier credit score would say 730 or 7, at least over 700. Right. Um, you want to be, if you guys don't know this, you want to at least have a 640. Yeah. Right. You can get loans for as low as like um, a 580 score. Right. It's tough. It's tough. It's, it's a, definitely it a lot harder. It's definitely, it but it's not impossible, guys. Right. I think a lot of people start putting themselves and discounting themselves. Oh, I can't get a loan. My credit's shot because of, you know, that medical bill or this debt or that happened, you know, five, six years ago. It's like, well, we still have options for you, okay? It may not even be on your credit report that why it's reporting that just that one thing is affecting your score. There's a lot of things that you don't see on your credit report. That's why you speak with a lender or the credit reporting agency. My parents happen to own one. Um, to see exactly what we can do to not only speak with the bureaus, maybe do some disputes, get some deletion letters, pay some things off, maybe not even, um, maybe just even down. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get you to the score you need to be. One hack that I didn't even realize was even a hack is credit card debt. Uh-huh. And so one thing happened to me that was really interesting. I had very few credit cards, right? And I was like, I don't want credit cards because I don't want to get into the debt and then I don't want to have issues later on in life. And that might actually be a mistake. And I know Dave Ramsey is a really, really big proponent of being debt-free. I am not. I am one of those guys that I like to use other people's money to finance things, which I get a higher that's a different episode. Good debt versus bad debt. Yeah, good debt versus bad debt. Credit card debt is bad debt. If you hang on to it, but the system is rigged, okay? In the system, you have to have a lot of open lines of credit with very low balances. So your proportion of credit limit to balance needs to be very high, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to have a high credit limit, very low usage, below like 10%. So first hack, pay off your freaking credit cards. You know, you don't want to max them out. Pay them off you will see probably an 80-point bump. And this happened to me recently. I just completed a flip. And on that flip, I, you know, last couple of months, I put a lot of stuff on credit Materials. card. Materials, yeah. Yeah, and so, okay. you know, I get all the points and stuff. Dude, I got, you know, I'm flying for free, right? But if I didn't pay it off by the statement date, even though it wasn't on there for 30 days, the statement date says, hey, you owe $10,000 in credit card debt when I just paid off like the next day. But that one day, the statement date shows that I've got you know, $10,000 worth of debt on an $11,000 credit card, yeah. right? Not good. My score came down like 60 points. Wow. And I went In to a month, it. guys. In a month. I went to pull it. I'm like, whoa, I'm a 680. How did that happen? You know, and then I paid off all my credit card debt. And then recently, I'm, I'm, I have to refine one of my mortgages soon. Mm-hmm. I paid off all my credit card debt, everything down to zero. Yeah, I'm like a 770 right now. Yeah, I'm glad I don't look at my score that often because yeah. I put a lot of materials on I there. I do too. And boom, it just well, cranks up. Credit I can cards, do easily in a week 20 grand of materials. Yeah, I did 10,000 last night. Yeah. Right? You know, Tile. Yeah. No, it was vanities. But, oh, okay. you know, but what happens is that, you know, the credit bureaus don't like that. They don't like that. They don't like credit card debt. And so they always say it's only 35% of your scores, the revolving credit. 
No, it happens to be the very last or upper portion of that credit score. Right. If you just pay off the credit card, you're going to get a 50, 60, 70, 100 point bump just by paying off the credit cards. Mm-hmm. So step number one, pay off the credit cards. Step number two, get pre-qualified. What would step number three be? Loan type. Loan type. Let's talk about that. Yeah. FHA or conventional loan, right? What's your favorite? FHA is always great if it's your first time, right? Yes. But if you can get into a conventional loan for 3% yep. all day. All day. All day. That's, the, that's like the lowest you can get. So if you can actually make an investment at 3% down and your ROI obviously is going to supersede what your down payment is going to be and what you're going to make year over year, by all means, take the lower option. If you want your loan amount or your loan size to be lower, you can do five, you can do 10, you can do 20. Mm-hmm. And people always think that, you know, oh, I have to put 20% down on, my, on an investment or my first time purchase. That's not necessarily always the truth. Right. You do get the benefit of taking a principal mortgage insurance off or PMI, which can save you a few hundred bucks you know, monthly on that. Um, but if you don't have that ability to, then the three and the five and the 10 is a wonderful way to go. But if the market is still doing great, you know, a year from now, a year and a half from now, you can most likely even finance, refinance out of that PMI, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sure can. Yeah. Yep, you have to. Yeah. So which what, what would you choose? Depends on my situation, right? If my credit was subpar and I want to buy like a fourplex, I'm going to FHA all day. Yeah. All day, you know, because the rates are really good. You're locked into a nice 30-year fixed. You know, yes, it comes with some mortgage insurance involved with that, and you can't, you know, do anything other than pay it for the life alone. Mm-hmm. But you can refi it eventually when you do have enough equity. Mm-hmm. And so, number one, if you're a first-time investor, go get a fourplex, live in one of the units for you know two years, finance, you know, ninety-six point five percent of that. You know, it's insane. Your, your cash and cash ROI is ridiculous. Enjoy that, and then we can talk about getting into some other properties. But conventional is is easy too. Yeah. You know, so I don't want you to think conventional is hard. So if you got a 640 to 660 score, we're going to get you a conventional finance, 3% down, really good rates, yeah. no-brainer. Let's you know. break it down, guys, because, or Carl, why don't you give this to us, like, obviously you were in the lending industry for a number of years, too. Sure was, yeah. People don't even, it's like, all right, I guess there's, what is this FHA and conventional loan, and why is it just two, as far as these options? Why is well, it a third, fourth, fifth Well, there option? is. I mean, you got VA. Well, VA, so if, if you're, you're a vet, veteran, yes, you do If you're a vet, 100% go to go VA. Go VA. It's, it's legitimately the best thing the best, out there. The best loan in, in the entire world. Yeah. Uh, go VA. But if you can't, you know, FHA might be a good way to go or conventional. Conventional is a little misleading because hard money loans are conventional, mm-hmm. right? Hard money loans, basically with no income, no credit, no asset, no nothing. You know, here's a check it's for the a house. Statement. Yeah, statement yeah, loan. But you're paying, you know, 12, 15% on it. Yeah. It goes to jumbo loans. You know, uh, there's a whole subsect of kind of conventional financing. Right. So it's just where anything that's not VA or FHA or USDA uh, or jumbo is conventional. You know, and so just think about it that way. And so, but you know, I mean, they're all really, really good options. Just talk to a lender. So now we got the financing place. Um, what are some hacks that you can use to look at the best rate? When it comes to score? When it comes to, yeah, score or, you know, like in terms of, you know, interest rate, because somebody's interest rate sensitive, right? And then we're like, I just need the best rate. What, what would you go and do? Shop it around. Shop it around. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, right? don't just talk to one option, guys. This is yeah. like, if you're going to do buy a car, you know, it's like, Shop the car. Yep. See who's going to give you the best deal. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Yeah. Because not ever, just because you speak to the first person doesn't mean you're always going to be getting the best deal. And, and it, yeah, one important thing I want to—it was kind of a leading question. One yeah. important thing I want people to understand is that not all lenders are the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, when you go to a Wells Fargo or a Bank of America, understand they only have the products that are available within within those banks. Banks are great at banking. 
banks are very bad at mortgage lending. Lending, okay? trust me, guys, it's it's can be a nightmare. And so you, you know you're gonna want to talk to like a JFQ who can actually go out there and actually you know get you five different products or mint home loans or you know you know you talk to some different people. You know there's there's a lot of different options out there. And so shop that around. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, do do your best, guys, just because, um, you know, we have our referral partners that we love to obviously put you in touch with. Uh, they're great. They're all amazing. But it's your deal. It's your relationship. It's your choice. Like I said, it's always your choice. Every time I speak with one of my buyers, uh, the most thing, the most important thing that I want to do besides educating them and making them feel confident is making them feel empowered. Because a lot of the times they feel like, oh, I'm just taking the direction of everybody else. But like, what about my choices? What about my decisions? Like, what about what I want to do? And I, I relieve a lot of that stress because I tell them every meeting, you're the boss. Mm -hmm. I was like, we are here to work for you and do exactly what you want. We're going to give you our best consultation advice um, on what would be the best route based off of your financial situation. Uh, but at the end of the day, you steer the wheel. If you want to go left, we'll go left. You want to go right, we'll go right. If you want to pause, we'll pause. Well, sometimes we speak with clients that they don't even buy a house for six months or a year, sometimes two years. And that's okay, guys. That's okay. Nobody's going to force you into a position of doing anything. We're going to give you the, the market statistics and the analysis and reality of what the situation is if you wait six months or a year. Just like we were saying you know, in our previous episodes, the prices went up 130000 So yeah, it definitely would have been smart if you bought in 2020 or 2021 because now you could have a, a bunch of equity. But at the end of the day, you're the boss. It's your it's your situation, and we want to make sure that you feel comfortable. Whether it's for you, it's for your family, or for your future, but you you have to make sure that that investment feels right in your heart, and that you're on the right path. All we're trying to do is put you on the right path. Yep. I was like, we can lead you to water, but you have to drink it. Yep. Right. And making sure that it's going to be a, a good, sound decision for you. And then after that, if you still want to continue investing, then we teach you how to duplicate the process. Exactly. Which Call is Josh, dang it. He's Call just a good Josh. agent. Yeah. He's a good agent. Call Josh. He's genuine, yeah. which I love. We we do business with our heart. Everybody that I you know I speak with, I know can really get that sense and get that feel, especially even with my team. That's like the biggest thing is we want to make sure that you guys feel good about everything that you're doing and that your, your mind is always in the right place and that we're here for you. No matter what, at the end of the day, after this conversation, after this coffee or after this lunch, we are family and we're going to help you as a family to get this deal done. Yep. Cool. Wonderful. Awesome. All right, guys, that was a wonderful episode. I hope you guys are more educated on exactly what it takes to do for your financing on your first investment. If you guys have any other questions, we'll see you in the next episode. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you found any value in anything that we shared with you today, make sure you like, share, subscribe. We have tons of other content, but we want to make sure you get supported on this channel. But we love you and we'll see you on the next episode.